Welcome to the Divine Union Podcast, a place that will invite you to connect to life in all the ways, inner union with self, sacred union in relationship, and oneness with the cosmos. An invitation to expand your edges so you can live this life fully with all of your being. I'm your host, Nicola Navone. Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to the Divine Union Podcast. On today's episode, I want to talk about the first time I had a cosmic orgasm. And I save this for episode seven, because seven is a powerful number of the divine. And this was one of the most powerful days of my life. And so with this episode, I will share about all of the things that led up to me having this cosmic orgasm. And I will share some important things to note from a energetic and mental standpoint so that one can achieve that, what goes into that. Because this is something that we can all achieve. If we are operating at the right frequency, if we are open to life, fully surrendering to life and what's present. And when you can achieve something like that, something so mystical and so magical where you are in utter awe of what your body is capable of, what you are capable of, the kind of connection that you are capable of, It changes your life, baby. It changes your life. And this is something that I have to share so that more people can connect to themselves in deeper ways, connect to the universe in deeper ways. This is my passion. This is why I'm here. When I tell the story of my cosmic orgasm or mention it, many people ask me, what actions do they need to take to make that happen? You know, what moves do they need to perform? What tools to buy, you know, to get themselves to be able to have something like that? For me, my most ecstatic moments in life have been when I'm in my feminine, when I'm in my flow, and I can surrender to the moment, to my pleasure, to my joy, to what is, and release my mind from working so hard, and just to let myself feel. So take you back to a little journey in time about four years ago. And it's a 
sunny summer day in New York City. It was a Sunday, so I had nothing to do, nowhere to be. It was just a day to enjoy and to be and to feel. And I just finished a super powerful meditation. And in this meditation, I was feeling lots of feelings of gratitude for my life and joy and aliveness. Aliveness and gratitude from all the experiences I have had and also this feeling of awe and wonder for what's to come in the future. So I was already in this really high vibe state. You know, my energy was buzzing. And like I said, I had no plans, nothing to do. So there was no like buzzkill, if you will. It was just me in my pleasure, enjoying and with the freedom to follow whatever I desire and see where the day took me. So I'm walking about my day. And as I mentioned in the last episode, when I talked about when you are in this state of connectedness and presence and conscious awareness, you notice the synchronicities that are happening all around you. So I'm walking on the street and all of a sudden I run into, uh, Emily Fletcher, and for those of you who don't know her, she is an amazing, powerful woman, and she started the Ziva Technique, which is a really powerful meditation technique. It changed my life. She was my first real foray into meditation. And when I say my first real foray into meditation, I mean her technique was the catalyst that really got me to practice consistently on a daily basis for a set amount of time per day. You know, because what she is really skilled at doing is she talks about the science behind it. She gives a lot of insights and context into what can happen in the mind and how to navigate it. And she really explains the why meditation is important, the what and the why. And but so I run into her on the street, and it's just her and I in the street in Brooklyn. And we have I get to tell her how much of an impact she's had on my life how much of a fan I am of her and her practices. And it was just a really beautiful interaction. I had to go back home from outside just to cry it out of joy and gratitude for having met a woman who has really impacted my life in such a powerful way. So feeling incredible. And I cry it out and I move through that emotion. And uh, I'm like, okay, it's it's time. I'm, I'm going to go back out there. I'm going to walk to the park. I love to walk the park, walk around the park. And I would just lay sometimes for hours on the weekends. 
in the grass and look up at the sky. So I'm, I'm getting ready for my adventure, round two. And I'm walking towards the park. And I see on the stoop of a brownstone. So it's in Brooklyn, in Fort Greene, Brooklyn, I used to live. And in that area, it's a landmarked area. It's such a beautiful neighborhood. And there's brownstones everywhere. And it's that kind of neighborhood feel where people will leave old books or things on the stoop for people to take. I'm walking and all of a sudden I like just look down. There's I don't see much on the stoop, but I look down and there's a evil eye, like one of those blue uh what is it? It's made of glass, those evil eye just sitting there. And for the past month, that month, I was seeing a lot of eyes in my sleep all around me. And that can also, when you do, when that happens, that can be a powerful sign, right? Your, your guides are there. They're looking out for you. You know, you are protected. So I see this eye. Like, oh, wow, like chills. My hair on my back and my neck stood up. And I took the eye. I'm like, okay, this is, yeah, this is a sign I am really being looked after. Gracias, universe. So I make it to the park, and I go to my favorite spot that's up on this hill where I would uh, people watch. You learn a lot by watching people, by the way. I don't know if you've ever tried it, just really sitting there and just watching people, watching the way they walk, watching the way they talk, they carry themselves. You learn a lot about people that way. And uh, I'm having a great time and feeling happy and still buzzing from meeting Emily Fletcher. Of course, I was buzzing for months just from that. And as I mentioned, I've been, I was really heavily and still do practice Tantra. And I was at that time. And so at that time of my life, I was doing it for two hours a day, self-pleasure. And uh, I was really prioritizing it. And that was a really powerful period of my life of transforming what my body's capable of, tuning in and connecting to my body in an entirely different way. And so I head home for my routine. And I've had planted in my mind this idea of cosmic orgasm. I was reading about it in a blog, and I'm like, ooh, I really I want to achieve that. So I'm reading all the how-tos make it happen, which a big component, by the way, is it's like I had mentioned, it's surrender and flow, but it's also the breath and doing a connected breath to get the energy moving in our bodies and breathing consistently, not restricting the breath, which can often happen with orgasm and the way we've been taught to achieve orgasm, that feeling of like holding your breath so tight until you have one, as opposed to having a really powerful, expansive one when you're breathing throughout what else contributes to having an orgasm like that is when I talk about self-pleasure, self-pleasure is not just stimulating your yoni or your lingam. That is 
making love to your face, running your fingers all across your cheeks or the back of your neck. It's literally giving your whole body attention and love and pleasure. So I get home. And I bust out my favorite lubes. (laughs) I say lubes plural because for me, ooh, I love Sliquid. They're such a good brand because it's 100% vegan friendly, non-toxic. And uh, ooh, yeah, it's important to think about what you're putting on your body and in your body. And they have silicone-based lubes, which silicone lasts much longer And also water-based lubes, gel-based lubes, and all those are good for condoms. And yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes so you can peep them. But yeah, lube gets messy. (laughs) So I usually have a specific towel that I will use so my sheets don't get all dirty. And that towel was dirty at the time, so I didn't use it. And so I had left. I had gotten a towel with my name on it from, it was like some giveaway from a bachelorette party. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to be making love to myself on the towel with my name on it. It's just a beautiful little synchronicity that I notice, And it's funny that I didn't think to use that towel consistently, but I didn't. So I started just touching my whole body and playing with different strokes, different pressure levels, different speeds. And for me, I just, I love soft tickles, you know, up my legs and around my abdomen and that feeling on the side body, even behind the knees. I love that too. When we self-pleasure, what's important to remember is that it's not goal-oriented, right? It's called self-pleasure. When you are in pleasure, there is no goal. You are just present and you are enjoying. And I also want to caveat that When we self-pleasure, not everyone may feel pleasure. And that's something I'll talk about on further episodes. But, you know, if you're feeling other feels or sadness or grief or even anger can come up, right? And the more that we're just there with our bodies, letting ourselves feel it, sometimes those emotions and sensations need to bubble up to the surface before we can get to the pleasure. So everyone's experience is different, right? But I'm just going to talk about mine here. But thought that was important and worth noting. And so I was really present, really feeling, really enjoying. And of course, when you're doing that for two hours, right, at a certain point, it's, it becomes challenging. It's like, okay, all right, I'm ready. I, I'm ready to orgasm. Let me like make myself make it happen now. Right? It's a practice to be like, no, 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 mind. You are going to take a back seat because we are not done yet. We are still in pleasure and we are not going to have a goal. And we're going to stop when it feels right, whether we orgasm or not. And that's a practice. That is a meditation in itself, my friends. 
So it's really trying to be present with the sensations. But of course, the mind is the mind. So I would then get lost in a fantasy. And then my mind would be like judging my fantasy. What? You're thinking about this? Shouldn't you be focusing on sensations? You're never going to have a cosmic orgasm if you're just thinking about fantasies. You're not doing it right. Like judging my experience in all sorts of ways, you name it. You know, and then I would come back, focus on the sensations, and then my mind would go on a tangent thinking about something that happened last week and, oh, shit, you forgot to do this and you have to add it to your to-do list. And then I'd be like, nope, coming back to the sensations. Right? So it was this never-ending sort of cycle with the mind and the body, training my self to really focus on the sensations, come back, kind of like meditation, right? The thoughts come by like clouds, you acknowledge them, but then you let yourself release them, come back to the practice. So I'm finally like I land after doing this back and forth game for an hour and a half, I land in this space of nothingness and like pure feeling. And my body is feeling so good. And I'm breathing Breath is moving through my body and I can feel like sparks of energy lighting up in my body, all over my body. Out of the stillness and the quiet of my mind, an image popped into my mind and it was a rose dripping in the morning dew. And that rose was my yoni. And I am nature. And nature is me. And at that moment, I orgasmed with the universe. And I got a rush, a surge of energy from the tips of my toes up to the crown of my head. And that surge was so strong, it was like a whoosh, like doosh, you know, so strong it jolted me. And I couldn't move for a good 30 minutes, I just laid there in awe and in reverence for what my body is capable of. And with everyone... The mind goes willy-nilly. It's all over the place. That's why they call it the monkey mind. But what's important is bringing it back. I'm going to stay with you. You want to go on a tangent and have a little fantasy for five minutes, lose yourself in that? That's okay. I'm here, and I'm going to bring you back. We're coming back. And if you desire to get more specifics around tools and practices that you can use for pleasure, for embodiment, for living a life with full aliveness and passion, I highly recommend you go to my website, nicolanavone.com, and sign up for my newsletter because I offer a lot of rich information and step-by-step guides and things that you can print out and use as you navigate life. And if you loved this episode, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts so that we can bring more of this medicine to the world so that more people can feel connected to themselves 
connected to each other, connected to the cosmos and all that is. And this is how we raise the frequency and the vibration of the planet. Because we all deserve connection. We all deserve love. And we all deserve to feel fully alive. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And hit subscribe so that you never miss a single episode. And until next week, may all your unions be divine.